we are in a series, obviously, Build Your Church, and I think that's exciting. And uh, when, when the Word of God lands in your life, and I want to just say this, when the Word of God lands in your life, this is why we take notes. That's why Wayne Sloan is a great note taker. And because uh, when the Word of God lands in your life, when it lands in your spirit, it changes the circumstances of your world. It shifts you into a dimension of faith. That's why the Bible declares that faith comes only by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I think sometimes it's good to note it down and it's good to get it, you okay, Kelly, Cho- choking on your communion there. And, uh, and let the Word of God change you this morning, okay? And uh, let it get into your spirit, honestly. Let it not just be a head thing. Man, I, t- I think we've gone too much... Oh, no, I'm, I won't say. But we, sometimes too much into the head and not enough into the spirit. I think we, see, we need more revelation of the love of God, more revelation of what he did for us. You cannot not be, does that make sense? You cannot not be excited when you're in worship and knowing that Jesus took our sin. You know, he carried your sin to Calvary. And, and that's, that's, some people think, oh, yeah, that's cool. But hey, you were made brand new because of Calvary. You're a new creation. How can you not be excited? Like I, I, I have never lost the edge of that excitement when I think back about what God did in my life. And uh, Claire, I was listening to your testimony in Singapore, in our church in Singapore. Hello, Singapore. Shouldn't forget Singapore. Um, Inspired Church Singapore. We love you. You guys are awesome. We thank you for Claire that you sent all the way across the uh, getting out of that COVID country and into our beautiful COVID-free country. Claire, it's great to have you here. But I was listening to your testimony the other day and inspiring and, oh boy, I got excited just listening to it. And I want to tell you, there's something about the, a, a life changed by the presence of God that you cannot be ordinary with. Tell the person right now, I mean, look at the person beside you and just say, I'm ready to receive. <laughs> And, 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 and the other, some of you have got someone on the other side. I'm ready to receive, Julia, my beautiful bride. I'm ready to receive, guys. And uh, I just want to excite you with that because I think uh, let's, let's be people. Let's, come, let's go to Psalm 127. I've already been there briefly, but let's just go there briefly. Unless, I think that's going to pop up. There it is. Unless the Lord builds a house. They labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. I think that must be it, just the first verse. I'm just going to carry on a little bit. In vain you rise early and you stay up late, toiling for food to eat. I don't think that's there. No, that's all good. Just stay on that, guys. Um, For he grants sleep to those he loves. And even you, Mr. Terry Plummer, sleep to those he loves. Speak to myself there. I could do some more sleep. Sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward from him. Oh, boy, that's why it was good having the kids in here this morning, eh? Like, just good to have all the, the, the rewards in the house. And it's, it was just fun. And just love the way they were getting excited about worshiping Jesus. And uh, unless the Lord builds a house, the reality is there that... God is a builder. I'm a builder, incidentally, by trade. Um, there's a few builders in the house. Um, Luke, you're a builder. And you can tell builders they're good body shape. Uh, 
we won't get too carried away. Kevin Ahern, look at him. He's a builder, and uh, there are other builders in the house. I don't see Craig here this morning, but uh, a few builders. So we understand building. We, we are, I mean, reality is this morning, and that's what we're trying to focus, is every one of you is a builder. The day that the presence of God came into your world, you became a builder of the kingdom of God. The day God touched your life, you became part of the building team of the kingdom. Dave Clark, part of the building team of the kingdom. You may drive a bus, but you are part of the building team of the kingdom. And, uh, and, and we are all builders today. You build someone by sometimes just an encouraging word. Sometimes you can be in your row and influence your entire row by just getting excited about God. Um, yeah. And uh, so as a builder, I can tell you that's an exciting it's an exciting challenge. Just in the natural realm, it was always exciting to be a builder because every day you went to work, you left and there was something to see for what you did. You could literally see. And then people would come and they would look at the house you were building for them and they would get excited about the house. Sometimes they weren't excited because they couldn't believe you hadn't done more than they thought you should have done from the day you were there before. So then you had to explain to them how the details, the intricate details of what you were doing were taking more time than they imagined or envisaged in their own mind. And building is like that. And it's not just boom and it happens and we've got to know how to relate. We've got to know. In a building team, it's an interesting thing if you've, and the guys on the, in the church here or those of you that are involved in construction sites would know that you've got to, you've got to maintain uh, some sort of a sweet spirit in the place. You know, it's, if the building site has, has got offense and all sorts of ugliness going on, it's very difficult to finish the project on time. But when the project is flowing, when it's got a flow to it, I spoke about flow the other week in our God and money talk, and I spoke about the flow of God in our lives and how that the flow can create increase in your world and in your circumstances and it's the same on a building site you've got to man you just got to get on with people it's it's like if the plumber's coming in and you don't like the plumber any plumbers in the house we love you okay and uh but if you if the plumber comes in and you don't like the plumber or you are you are have taken some sort of a angle of offense at him and you treat him wrongly i can guarantee you that plumbing job will not go well I can guarantee you that there will be things that happen where because you didn't communicate correctly, he will put the pipe in the wrong place for the shower tap. And when you've already tiled the entire thing, then you go to fix the shower on and it's outside the glass. And uh, that's what happens when you haven't got a bit of unity and communication and flow on your building site. So in the kingdom... It's important that we know how to communicate and flow together. That's why the Bible talks about unity. It talks about the power that there is in unity. When the brethren dwell together in unity, there the Lord sends his anointing and his blessing. And, it, and the Bible says it flows out to the very edges of what we do. And how many believe right now that an inspired church or wherever you are, that God would cause his anointing to flow in this hour and this time? 
I believe it's never been more important than we know the presence and the anointing of God. And uh, so what a privilege it is to be a builder in the kingdom of God these days. There's a great story in Nehemiah. Uh, Nehemiah was a builder. And uh, Nehemiah was one of the great builders. Uh, uh, 2,500 years ago, Nehemiah built a wall. He just built a wall. And 2,500 years later, we're still talking about this one man who built a wall and saying how awesome he is. It's used in, in, in sermons and messages and training seminars all over the world. This guy, Nehemiah, read the book. I dare to read it and get stirred up about it. This guy, Nehemiah. And, and all he was, Nehemiah was a steward in the king's court. He was a wine steward. Pretty good job, I reckon. He got to taste it before the king got it. That was in case he died, yeah. But I, uh, <coughs> Still not a bad job. Uh, and uh, I don't know how much he tasted, but, but, uh, but what a job. And so he was a steward. And uh, the Bible puts great emphasis on the character of this man and the heart of this man. And to be a builder, really, you are a steward. Everything I've ever built in my life, you were a steward for somebody. I got born again, and Julia and I are here today because we built a house for one man. We were stewards to him, if you like, and he was the guy that would come on the work site with a big black Bible in his hand, and he had employed me to build a, construct a house for him, and uh, he would arrive on the work site with a big black Bible, and... Uh, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, he would give us a hard time. And, uh, and of course, we were pretty good at giving it back too. Just got to tell you, builders are good at giving it back. And uh, so we would give it back. But today, because of that, because I was a steward to this man, today Julia and I sit in here born again and our family born again and our whole household and a girl visiting last week born again in our house because of the power of God wants to get on your world and change you. So to be a steward is one of the great privileges in the kingdom. And so we are all builders. Have we got that? And, and Nehemiah, man, he was a pretty cool guy. He changed the culture of his time. He shifted the culture. And I want to say today, don't get tied up in the culture of the world, the secular society, the culture of that. But let's get tied up to the culture of the word of God. And let his character be birthed in our lives. Um, the Bible's pretty clear on this. And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 10, um, um, God's speaking about Abraham. And Abraham was a steward, a great man of God. And it says this in, in verse 11, chapter 11, verse 10, it says, For God was looking, sorry, God was looking for a city which has foundations, sorry, Abraham, was looking for a city which has foundations whose architect and builder is God. So to have foundations in our life that literally propel us in strength into the future, we need to allow God to build some foundations in our lives. That's where character comes from. That's where our, our lives come from. That's why you've got to have one of these and you've got to get into it and you've got to allow God's word to penetrate the fiber of your heart and get past your mind and into your spirits so that it constructs something great in your life that you can build with. 
because we're all, as I said, we're all builders. We're not here. I love the, the message last week that Shane built, but I want to tell you, we are not here to hang around a nice little paddle pool and get all happy with each other around the pool and pull down every fence. I want some fences and some boundaries of God in my life that keep me on the straight and narrow. Hello? I want to have boundaries that correct me and put me in play. I want to have people speaking into my life that stop me from being just a pool dweller. It's very, the the one thing the enemy would love more than anything I am convinced is that we all hang around drinking at the well. (laughs) You're not getting excited. But let me tell you, I think one of the greatest strategies of the enemy in our time is the distraction to pull you into inactivity. And if the enemy can get you inactive, where you're just hanging around. Hey, listen, we come to the well and we drink at the well. And let me tell you right now, Jesus Christ is the well we come to. We are the church of the living God. We're not looking around for some paddle pool. You don't come to church just to get a little drink here and then go away, although I hope you do. You catch something fresh in the spirit in the middle of worship. But I hope that Jesus gets on the inside of you and he becomes a living well. So when you turn up at a well and a woman from Samaria turns up there with a broken life and a destroyed life, that we literally can give her living water that she'll never be thirsty again. And that's what we're called for. We're called to be the well, to carry the well, to not be inactive, but to be people that literally carry the presence of God. And when we turn up, the atmosphere shifts. Why? Because we have a different, we have a different, oh boy, the governance over our lives has to be the word of God. What governance are you under? You see, this is why I spoke about God and money the other week, because where you invest your tithe, don't underestimate the tithe, friends. I mean, people told me that was the sexiest tithe message they've ever heard. That's what they told me. The, the sexiest tithe message I have ever heard. And I want to tell you, but don't underestimate the significance and the importance of where our tithe goes. We pay taxes to a government And I want to tell you, even that influences our world, okay? So I want to be paying my due to the Lord to allow his governance to rule in my world. Don't get caught. That's what it's all about. It's never about a legalistic 10% goofy old religious stuff up. It's about allowing the power of God to have governance in your world. I want God ruling in my. I don't know if you've ever been to uh, to um, trying to think of the name. Um, you just drive out of America and then you go into a place called Mexico. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever done that. Julia and I crossed that border with our entire family, hired a van in America, and went down to Mexico a few years ago, and ended up in the middle of Mexico getting arrested. I had a Magnum, whatever it was, forty-five, right here, resting here. And uh, you, it's quite intimidating. And they wanted our passports, our van, all the money we had. And uh, they had literally hopped out of a police car. To do, it was a pretty dilapidated police car, I must admit. Like nothing really worked on it. But they were pretending to be whatever they were. And they were wanting, and I was a little intimidated about our, the safety of our lives. When they've got your passport, which they already had mine, and your all your, yeah, keys to the van stuff. And I had Julia and the kids in the van praying their heads off, you know. 
I said, just pray, who knows? And um, anyway, I ended up, it got quite dodgy actually, and when you've got a, 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 one of those uh, Dirty Harry, that's all I could think of actually was Dirty Harry, <laughs> with this thing poked about there, and uh, oh, that right, that's when he was saying, hand over the keys to the van, and I was saying, you ain't going to get the keys, you know, and you'd, you're taking a risk right there. But then I'm a bit of a risk taker. And, uh, and so then I thought I got clever because these guys were praying. And I've no doubt I've got lots of people praying for it. And then wisdom of God came. And then I crossed myself. I'm not even good at doing that. <laughs> and I crossed myself and I said, can't do it because I'm a priest. And so, and uh, I said, we can't be involved in corruption because I am a priest of God. And that changed the entire situation. Because I was assumed to be a priest, um, they actually let us go, gave me back my passport, and off we went freely. I was a, I'm a blessed man. I think that could be because the governance over my world is different. You see, when you leave America that has one governor, and then you go into Mexico, when you go through Tijuana, it's quite an experience. So you can then see it's clear that this has this kind of government based on godly principles. This has this kind of government that has no godly principle. And it's like everything's different. The housing's different. The, 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 the ground was green just there, and now it's all brown. The houses. Over there were quite nice. Now they're just shanties leaning up against the wall. Everything is different. This is why we need the governance of the Holy Spirit over our world. Oh, about three people agree with that. But I want to tell you, if you're watching online today, unlock the governance of the Holy Spirit over your world by becoming generous and flowing in the Holy Spirit and being a giver because I want to tell you, when you're a wise steward with God's funds in your life, he will put blessing on your life that even though you live in a world that's uncertain, he can put certainty in your spirit for where you live. And I want to know that in my world. I want to know that God's unlocking my future. My future's not, I'm not trusting on the circumstances. I'm trusting on the living God. He is my source. He is my cause. He is my foundation. He's everything I am is God Almighty. Yeehaw! Can't believe you're not getting more excited about that. But, uh, you know, because the danger is, if you're not careful, we become comatosed in our in our kind of relaxing and living just inactive around the well. But that's why God is looking for good stewards. Good stewards. Can I challenge you on that this morning? We're, we're called to more. Whoopsie. Boy, just about did a backflip for you. Should have tried it, actually. Wouldn't it be cool? I've always thought how cool it would be just to do a backflip and flip up on your feet. Next point. But anyway, um, remember we're always called to go further. And I want to challenge you this morning, if we are building his church, then we are called to go further. So I want to title my message this morning, if you want a title for it, it's Building Your Tomorrow. Building Your Tomorrow. Building Your Future in God. Building Your Destiny in God. Because I want to tell you right now, don't think that God ain't watching because he's looking at his stewards. And there's, there's, a great, there's a great scripture for that. And um, 
And it's found in, in, in Matthew 25, verse 14. And I love this because it talks about, there's a couple of great scriptures about being a steward. God is looking for good stewards. Okay, did we, have, we had a verse. I gave you guys a verse and I can't remember what it was, but it was about being a steward. Can you put it up? No, no, these guys have got a good one. I gave it to them this morning, if they can find it. There it is. That's it. You guys are legends. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So God calls us to be great stewards with what he has given and done in our world, okay? And then in Matthew chapter 25, there's a story about it because called the parable of the talents. And it's a great parable. And I know we did parables a couple of weeks ago. But in the parable of talents, it's like, um, verse 14, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. This is the kingdom of heaven we're talking about, right? And to one he gave five talents. To another he gave two talents. And to two talents, just lost my way there, two, and to another one talent, to each according to his own ability, and then he went away on a journey. Then he had received the five talents, went out and traded with them, and made another five talents. That sounds like you, Mr. Steve Robertson. Uh, He went out and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received the two gained two more also. But he who had received the one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and to, and to settle his accounts with them. And I want to tell you, it's pretty challenging that God is trusting us to be great stewards with the kingdom. We're coming up and in a few weeks we'll have our Vision Builders um, Sunday. We do that every year. It's, uh, some people think it's fundraising, but we don't raise funds. That is totally ungodly and unscriptural. What we do is we sow into the kingdom. It's an opportunity to sow into the kingdom. Our Vision Builder Sunday, somebody said to me one day, how's the fundraising going? We don't do fundraising. We are sowing into the kingdom of God because we are stewards of our tomorrow. And not just our tomorrow, because you know when, I don't know if any of you read the history of the church books, history of the church, it's fascinating, fascinating. I was just reading about an incredible man of God who was um, choked as he was nailed to a cross. They had a rope and they choked him while he was hanging in and lit a fire just to make sure he didn't exist anymore. And he, in the middle of it all, with what he could get out, he said, hold on to the faith. We're building a kingdom that never ends. Yeehaw! (laughs) And then he passed into eternity. And I guess he would have been one that got the reward for being faithful with the five talents. A guy who enabled us to have the word of God here today. Enabled us to sit in a church and worship the God of all creation. Allowed us, somewhere along the path, in the last 2,000 years since Jesus died on the cross, there have been people that have been faithful with the talents, that have been faithful stewards and have said, I don't want that to die with me, but I'm going to invest in a generation that I don't even know yet. 
in a generation that's way down the line. We are building for the future. The kingdom of God is not about us. It's not about our little wee world hanging around some little paddling pool. The kingdom of God is about a people who get so excited and passionate about the kingdom that like Paul, and I love it, the apostle Paul said to King Agrippa, I have not been disobedient to the heavenly calling of the Christ who redeemed me from death and saved my life. I don't know about you, but I got born again when I was 25 years old. Julia was the same age, and we've lived excited about the kingdom ever since and would never shrink back from I want to invest my life in something bigger than myself. It's called the kingdom of God. It's called let's be stewards of the kingdom of God. So our Vision Builder Sunday that's coming up in just a few weeks, it's not about, uh, I wonder if uh, we can possibly raise a few funds for this. It's not about that. It's about where is my passion and where is my faith because I want to sow into the kingdom of God for what he wants to do. Maybe not in my world, but maybe it's Matea, who, I don't know how old she is now, but sitting here, right there actually, just worshipping God and singing that uh, Miracle Waymaker, Miracle Worker. And I was seeing her passion as she was singing it because she knows she's a miracle. And, and I want it to be for them. Hey, for all of those that think Jesus is coming back tomorrow, well, it'd be great if he did, but there's been generation after generation that's lived bigger than that. The kingdom is bigger than that, friend. The kingdom of God is, I want to believe, for God to touch generation after generation. I want to see this area here where you can't get a seat. If you're over 20, you can't get a seat. Take that to heart, you guys. Time to start filling up these seats with people who are like, today they say it starts at 12. They say if you're not reaching someone with the power of God who's 8, 9, 10, 11, you're going to miss out because the world is so busy trying to angle there disgusting theologies into them and when you get the power of God that's why I loved having the kids here this morning they're a little a little 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 uh, unruly might be the word I don't know I don't really care I just love having them in the presence of God I love their excitement sometimes it's more exciting to watch them than it is to watch some religious in the middle of worship I'd sooner watch them jumping, dancing. Man, that's how God meant us to be excited about our tomorrow. We've got to get out of here. And I told these guys, they said, it's not worth writing your points down. You never get there. Well, today I'm going to get there. Okay, here they are. The spirit of stewardship. <clears throat> spirit of Hannah. I just couldn't dodge you. Hannah and James sitting there. That I just saw the power of God on you. And I reckon right now, I want to say to you too, God's going to unlock victory in your life. And I know you're giving birth to this little baby, and it's going to be so exciting. And God's going to unlock his incredible blessing in your lives. Even in the birth of that, there's other stuff God's birthing in your lives that's going to be so exciting for this next season. Get ready to live in it and grow in it. Okay. Spirit of stewardship. Just because these guys got the points down and they want to do it, they want to put them up there. So number one, <clears throat> I mean, it's all there in the, in the talent story, and it tells you these are the points that I got out of it. Number one, the spirit of stewardship says to you that you are entrusted with an incredible responsibility. We are entrusted. That's why Julia and I love it 
when vision builders come along, we can invest into the future of this church. I want to thank you for the incredible people in this church that consistently invest in the finances and the well-being of this church in every area, in every area. And I love you and I thank you. The miracles that we're doing across the planet right now as a result of that are amazing. And I want to tell you, never underestimate what God is doing through us, through right now, these messages, even the fact that we can put them across the airways and into people's homes and people's lives being changed. The miracle of that right now. And you and I are the builders that are making that happen. Honestly, whether you're the plumber, whether you're the, the cleaner who comes in and cleans it after we've done all the messy building work, whatever you are, you are entrusted with the kingdom. It's not like you have to be up here and preaching a message. You are entrusted in whatever area you're at in the kid. That's why I love having the kids' church in here this morning because those kids out there and the teachers, do you know there are people that never ever get to a service in here because they're so busy out there going for it? Kim Jensen's one of them. You don't even know she's... I've seen some of them after church and said, oh, you don't come to church anymore. (laughs) And they say, well, I've been here every single week for the last three years looking after the kids. And I'm like, I am so sorry. We should be lifting you up before the Lord. You're doing one of the greatest things of building the kingdom that could be imagined. Because you're putting into little kids. People out there right now who I don't know what they're doing, checking the door, welcoming you, somebody looking after your cars in the park. There's all this stuff happening that they're all builders of the kingdom. Never underestimate that we are entrusted with such a massive responsibility. Number two. The spirit of stewardship would say to you today that increase is normal in the kingdom. That increase is normal in the kingdom. That's why I get excited about increase. That's why I get excited about the concept of growth. That's why I'm excited about that when we planted the Singapore church about something that's beyond us. It's a little bit bigger than us. It's a little bit out there. It's a little bit risky. It's a little bit daunting. But increase is part of the kingdom. And the talents will tell you that. The story of the the talents tells you that increase is expected in the kingdom. It's a normal thing for for God to expect there to have been some increase. And so in our lives, man, when Julia and I got together, it was just Julia and I. And we used to sing songs about it until it became a reality. But... We're going to have a baby or two. We're going to let them visit their grandma. That's what we're going to do. And we, I remember singing that song, driving along in the car. This is when we're dating. <laughs> no, maybe that's wrong. Maybe that ain't right. But anyway, so, so don't get too theologically tied up on this one. But... But when we, we had, I think we had two kids and then we got born again and we thought, well, that can't be right. The Bible says multiply. <laughs> All we've done is added. Two, eh? One and one make two, but two. I was never good at math, but anyway, <laughs> we've got four now. And, uh, but the, the kingdom of God is about multiplication. Don't get tangled up where you were. Dream bigger. Dream again. Go for it again. Stretch. The Bible says stretch out the tent pegs. Get ready for some increase. 
Devon Vitali looking at me down the back there with an anointing on your life to stretch the tent pegs and see the glory of God and the victory of God on everything you put your hands to in Jesus' name. Probably because you've got an awesome worship leading wife. I don't know. Number three, the spirit of stewardship um, calls you to stretch in faith. Stretch in faith. See, the one guy hid it. He hid it in the ground because he was afraid to stretch out a little. And I tell you, this is my theory on this. I don't reckon God would have cared if he had invested the money and someone goofed off with the money, but just that he had to go. I mean, obviously, do your homework. Obviously, don't invest stupidly. But this guy, he just buried it in the ground. Never mind. He's, the, the, the master said, even if you put it in the bank, you'd have got to, I think you get about 1% these days. It's like a joke. Um, but whatever, do something with it. We are all, you know, we are amongst the wealthiest people on the planet right now. If you live in New Zealand, you are some of the blessed people on the planet. Oh, man, I reckon this year we can blow our Vision Builders offering and do more than we've ever done before in the coming year. Pray, and I'm calling you to pray about it this year. I'm calling you to pray about, God, how can I be a wise steward in your kingdom? Because I want my life, when I stand before you on that day, I want you to say, well done. Good and faithful steward. Not, oh, well, you made it. We'll stop there. And number four, my final thought today, is stewardship says to you that there's more. Stewardship always says there's more. The spirit of stewardship gets out. Listen to this. In Luke chapter 12, verse 42, same story in a different context. And the Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household and give him the portion of food due in that season? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. Hey guys, it's not even about this world. Really. It's easy to get tangled up in me and mine and my, but I want to tell you right now, the reality is the kingdom, Jesus taught that this is temporary and that the supernatural realm of the spirit is eternal. I am eternally born again. You are an eternal being saved by the grace of God. Let's always remember it's about him. It's never about us. Amen. So that's my final point with you today. Spirit of stewardship says there is more for you. I just want to declare as we come to the end of this today that right now as the musos come and as we wrap this up and as I have a drink to that, that there is more for you. That there is more for you. That today in this service there's more for you. Terry, sitting there taking in every word today. And I love your spirit. You're part of my eye group, which naturally means you're blessed. <laughs> but I want to say this to you today. I believe God says there's more for you and that what you may have experienced in the past is nothing compared to what God's going to do in this season in your life. 
And I see God opening. I see God literally opening up your world and your spirit to the greatness of God. And I see miracles happening all around your world, man. You are awesome and you've got the touch of God on you. I believe all over this place this morning that God is saying, I've got more for you. I've got more for you, but I want you to step and believe my name and believe my word. And God says, trust me. Trust me. And I've learned to trust Jesus. We've had to, I used to think I knew, I, think I, I used to think I trusted God until my son got killed. And then I said, God, don't even understand you, can't work you out. And then God showed me his word and he opened his word up to me. And I learned that to really trust God, what it really meant, when everything else around you is not adding up, when everything, then God says, I'm still faithful, I'm faithful to the end. And God is with you right to the end and he loves you and he has an incredible plan for your life. And friend, if you're watching online today or wherever you're at today, in the world right now, I want to say this, that God has more for you. For some of us, it's peace today. For some of us, it's hope for the future. For some of us, it's just, God, I don't even know where I'm at, but I need your love to invade my heart because I want to know the miracle worker that we sang around this morning, that we sang about. I want to know your evidence in my life. God, right now, circumstances seem to me to be confusing. But right now, God, I'm going to declare that I place my trust back in you. I want to recenter my life on you. Maybe you're here today and you've become uncentered. Maybe your life has become so much about you that you're bored and, and, uh, and life has become irrelevant to you today and you're not sure what's next and it doesn't seem to be adding up. What you thought would be great for you is like not adding up. But God says, it's because I called you to be part of my kingdom and to increase my kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we pray. Well, that's my prayer. That's my cry. That's why we have an anthem in this nation that declares that we serve a living, victorious God. God of nations, at thy feet in the bonds of love we meet. It's about Jesus. It's about God. And I want to see him glorified in our world. Why don't you let him have governance over your life afresh this morning maybe and say, God, here I am. I want to surrender and recommit my life to you. Maybe you've never been born again. Maybe you've never had the opportunity to say yes. Maybe you're watching online today and you've never had the opportunity to say, God, I need you in my heart right now. God, I want to surrender my life to you. Maybe you're not born again and you don't understand it, but you want to say, Jesus, be my Lord today. Maybe right here today, that's your prayer. I wonder if you'd bow your heads just for a moment. Father, I thank you for every person in this place. Thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for the enriching hope of the kingdom. Thank you that we are stewards of a most high God, that you have an incredible future already destined and planned for us. And Father, I ask right now across this auditorium in our Singapore um, um, church in anywhere in the world where you're watching right now if God's word has touched your heart this morning and you're saying I need to say yes to Jesus then why don't you just real quick if you're in this building or in another place right now just lift your hand toward him that's why it doesn't matter if you're online watching on TV just lift your hand to heaven right now if you're in this building lift your hand to heaven and say Jesus I want to say yes to you this morning in my life in my heart I want you to be my Lord and friend, 
I want to pray for you right now. Is there anybody here who needs to say that this morning? Just lift your hand and give me a wave right now if you know God is speaking to your heart this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Is there anybody there? Give me a wave right now if that's you. I don't want to miss you out. I want to pray for you and include you in a prayer this morning. But most of all, for those online, it's just say, God, here I am. Let him see your hand. That's what it's all about. In Jesus' name, I pray right now. I thank you for those that are making that commitment to say yes to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords today. Father, we thank you for the amazing plan of salvation. We thank you for the victory of the cross. We thank you that you died for us and rose again, that we could have eternal life. And right now, Lord, over every single person in this place, over the airways, in homes, in, in families that are not here but represented here, I speak the power of salvation and hope this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Why don't you stand with me this morning as we come to an end of this service. And in Jesus' name, Lord, I declare your victory. I declare, Lord, that there is more in your kingdom for every single one of us. And I speak over your life, your circumstances, your family, your dreams, and your hopes this morning. And I ignite them with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I pray right now, Lord, we release miracles into your lives and into your family and into your, the possibilities of your life. The entrepreneurial victory in your life. I declare the power of God on it right now. In Jesus' awesome name, we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory today. Amen. Come on, let's give him a huge. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.